Welcome to Aligned Attraction, the go-to intimacy podcast for powerful women. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lee Noto, master intimacy coach and psychedelic therapist, and I help powerful women like you unleash your wild feminine power so you can create heart-throbbing love. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts on love, sex, and relationships, and I'll also coach women like you to create the most delicious transformation in their love lives. You ready? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Way of the High Priestess. Today is a super special episode because I am here with one of my coaches, sister, friend, colleague, Taylor Liu, who is a certified image consultant and business mentor specializing in supporting powerhouse female entrepreneurs to discover and use their it factor, which we will talk about, to grow their influence, impact, and online business. So Taylor's been an entrepreneur since 2014, starting two successful service-based businesses before the age of 25. Her signature process of personal brand and business reinvention guides her clients to become thought leaders in their industries by gaining clarity on their most natural essence, convicted message, and embodied medicine. She's helped hundreds of female entrepreneurs to make more money and grow their impact across many different online industries. Taylor Liu is a master level trained NLP practitioner, life and success coach, and hypnotherapist with a passion for personal growth and spirituality. She offers online courses, workshops, high-level group programs, private mentorship, and immersions. And I will say from personal experience, her work is phenomenal and her immersions are on point. On point. <laughs> we to have say a lot least. of fun. <laughs> Welcome to the show, my dear. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to speak to your audience and get to jam with you. I feel like you're someone in my community that I so respect and I love the work that you do. And I know how profound it is to empower women in their relationships. So I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk all about that. And what I'll say is when I first got connected with Taylor was through Instagram where we live in the same city and I was following her work for a while. And I like to just tune into people's work before I decide to do any work with them just to get a feel. And something that really came through about you is your integrity and how you show up. You had consistency. And even in some of your captions, you were having some hard conversations. There were some polarizing messages. And I was like, whoa, okay. All right. I dig it. I dig that she's having a hard conversation. So I want to first start by talking about what your idea of integrity is and what this looks like for you as a woman, as a partner, and as an entrepreneur. Mm, Such a juicy question. And I honestly, it's something I ask myself often. I think I have a bit of a evolving definition of integrity, but for me, it's living in alignment with my truth. And every time I discover another little tidbit about my truth, it's taking radical personal responsibility in adjusting to that truth. So your truth of a year ago that you may be, that you may be living in integrity with may be different than now. 
And so for me, it's all about constantly checking in and waking up to, and am I in integrity with my work, with my truth? Am I walking my talk? Am I embodying what I'm teaching? Am I standing for my values? And that's hard work. It's not, it's not easy, but I think it's, it's a commitment and it's a recommitment to truth. Yes. So I love, you know, you threw in that it's hard work because sometimes, you know, in, in certain communities, when we're talking about like, find your truth, tune into expression. It sounds like this beautiful path, always laden with sunshine and rainbows. (laughs) So can you share an example recent or just something that really stood out to you along your journey that really had you come back into alignment with integrity or really redefined what your truth was because there was some deviation from what integrity felt like for you. Totally. Something that I love to talk about with my business clients is every, especially in the coaching world, every time that I release a new program or teach a new concept or even something old that I've taught before, there's a new level of initiation for me in walking my talk. So for example, I talk a lot about becoming the embodied CEO of your business. And what does it look like to have like really strong foundations in your business? And as I was preparing to teach this in my business academy that I'm running, I made a list of all the ways in which I was not being the embodied CEO of my business. And I think a lot of people avoid that kind of work because it's not sexy. It's not bubble baths and it's not even like speaking a boundary to someone, right? Because that's, that's like important level one work. We need to learn how to communicate our boundaries. And then for me, the deeper layer is like, how do we be radically honest with ourselves and wake up to the ways in which we are not in integrity with our truth? Because that is like some of the deepest work that you can do because it's so much easier to just ignore all of that. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm sitting here talking about being in the embodied CEO and I, my books aren't caught up for the year. I need to get on that. If I'm going to be standing for this, I need to make sure that I am taking radical personal responsibility for what the behind the scenes look like. And and that's a big piece of integrity for me too, is like, does the behind the scenes of my life match up with the way that I'm presenting myself, either in person or in line or online? It's really important that there's congruency there. And there's always going to be places where you can improve and you can bring yourself back into integrity, but that's the commit. That's my commitment. Anytime I see it, I act on it and I allow myself to see it and regularly like challenge myself to see it. Something that I'm hearing from you and correct me if this isn't right, although I I think it is, is that you challenge yourself to see it and you see it. And when you see it, you're not shaming yourself for it. Yeah. Yeah. There is, you know, it's funny that you mentioned this because I think this is a bit of an unconscious competence for me, which is a concept that I talk about a lot. 
is like, what are those things that are just your natural strengths and your natural gifts? And I've always had a pretty good balance of being able to see things in my life that needed to shift and not sitting in that place and shaming myself and being in this like negative thought loop, right? I, I've always had this sense of like, life is an experiment. Humaning is a great experiment. And my purpose, I truly believe that my purpose on this earth is to grow. And with that knowledge that I'm here to grow, anytime I see an area where I can grow, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm like, yes, this is what I'm here to do. I feel purposeful when I see an opportunity to grow. And so there's not as, you know, and some of these realizations can be painful and can be like, oh, I wish I had done that differently. I wish I had shown up differently. But at the end of the day, like, I know that I'm an evolving piece of art. And that's the whole point. That's the whole point of humaning for me is to grow. Yeah. I think that's such a a beautiful mindset that people can take on because so often, and I'll say that when I started on my journey, that was not my mindset because of the way I was raised growing up. I was severely punished when things weren't 100% A plus. So I had an aversion to looking for growth opportunities because somewhere in my subconscious mind that was related to punishment or loss of love. Mm -hmm. So for those listening who may have a background like that, there is an opportunity to borrow on Taylor's mindset if that's not your current mindset and see where in life you can look for opportunities for growth as a fun challenge or as a way to get to experience something more deeply or get to feel more alive instead of as a way to tap into shame or to take on shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. And something we talked about before we started recording was just this journey that you've been on. We're talking about integrity and we're talking about partnership as well, because that's something that you talk about here and there, you know, in a public forum, but because I know you personally, you know, this is something that we've gotten into, especially in my line of work. So what does integrity look like in your partnership and how has that been a vehicle for your growth that has provided those opportunities where it's like, oh shit. Okay. Let's do this. It's time to grow again. Oh, I'm so happy you're asking me about this because it's not something that I regularly talk about on my normal social channels. And it's such a big, important part of my life. And my story was meeting my partner, Jared. We met five years ago. And when we first met, we were both getting out of very toxic relationships that had a lot of dishonesty, lack of integrity, lack of personal truth, communicating truth. Um, Oh, just not good, <laughs> not good. And when we met, because we both were fresh out of that experience, we made a commitment to each other that we would always be honest and not just honest in the way of like, you know, I was texting someone else or checking out that girl's butt or whatever, 
that's sure. Honest in that way too, but really honest about our personal truth, like our desires, our needs, and not feeling afraid to communicate that with each other, even if we fear a negative response or reaction from the other. And that commitment to radical truth-telling has, I believe, been responsible for both of us accelerating very, very quickly in our careers and in our personal fulfillment and happiness because we are constantly calling each other forward. And I know you and Ani do this. (laughs) I know you, I've seen it happen. And it's such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful asset to have someone who is willing to tell you the truth, even at the expense of a potential rupture in your relationship. Like they care about you so much. They, they want what's best for you so much that they're going to tell you the truth. Yeah. That's such a huge one that, and there, there's so much tension in so many couples around this particular area of communication and truth telling. Now there's, there is certainly an art to this sort of truth telling. Yes, so definitely. as definitely. you've gotten practice with Jared, with this, what works really well for you in how you reflect back to him, something you're observing or how he reflects back to you, something you're observing such that you can actually consider it as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is such a good <laughs> conversation because I can definitely tell you what's worked for us and what hasn't worked for us. And we still do both. We do things that work and don't work all the time. It's an evolving practice. But I think what's worked the best for us in terms of calling each other forward is making sure that we are having these conversations when we're in a really grounded and loving space. So not bringing something up in the heat of the moment. And like, it's not a calling out energy. It's not a, you're doing this wrong. You need to fix this. You need to change this. It's when we're cuddling on the, on the couch, being intimate and suggesting like, Hey, I'd love to talk to you about something. Are you open? Are you open to having a more serious conversation and really getting that consent I think is important. So someone's nervous system can prepare like, okay, we're about to go into something. All right. I'm ready. What is it? (laughs) What is it? And having that physical touch is really important too. Like, even if you're just like touching their leg or touching their arm, just feeling that physical connection when you're talking about something that normally might have the other person's defenses immediately up. It's kind of like, we're going into this space together. You know, I love you and you know, I want what's best for you. And so let me show you, let me share with you what I'm seeing. Yeah. So that's been really helpful for us. The other thing is, um, there's a show, How I Met Your Mother. Have you seen How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. So, so on How I, How I Met Your Mother, there's this couple. It's Lily and what's his name? Her partner. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name either. Anyways, 
they have this rule that they can be like in the middle of a big fight and then they can press pause and just pause on the fight and go back to it later. And that's something else that Jared and I practice a lot. Like, let's say that we're in this conversation where we're kind of calling each other forward and things start to get heated and start to be personal. And all of a sudden we're like raising our voices and we're like in it, we will often press pause and walk away. A lot of times I just need my own space. I need to go like walk it out calm myself down, regulate myself, and then I can come back to it in a much more rational place. So that has been another amazing tool for us. And a lot of people say, don't sleep on your anger. And I actually totally disagree. Whenever Jared and I will like press pause, we'll go to sleep. And then the next morning we revisit the conversation and it's just, there's a total, totally different energy to it. And we're able to actually receive from each other and hear each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely tried that one as well. And I think, you know, one of the key ingredients in, in this is pressing pause and allowing the night's sleep to regenerate us. Because if we press pause yeah. and we come back to directly the same spot that we left off, we're stepping into that same energy. There's something that happens you know, when, when Ani and I are in a heated position and we step away from each other before I come back, I'm sure to say, okay, how am I choosing to come back right now? Yeah. How, how am I choosing to show up? And I'll, I'll make a commitment to myself mm-hmm. and it's just a decision. It is a singular decision where I'm like, here's how I'm choosing to show up. I step in and that's what happens. And yeah. so I love the choicefulness in that and the ability to see something when it's not constructive and be able to step away from it. That, that takes a certain, a certain discernment to be able to strike that. Yeah. I think another thing that's helped us so much is making the decision to see each other as each other's teammate. Always like, this is my teammate. They are on my team. They're cheering for me. They're rooting for me. And like, if we can always see our partner in that light, what shifts about these conversations that we're having that are more difficult, more challenging. Like if you really to your core believe that your partner is on your team, they're not your adversary. They're on your team. What would shift? Yeah, I, that was something I learned from firsthand experience. For sure. It's a radically different reality with a 1% shift. Mm-hmm. One, just one thing. So thank you. Um, something we talked about that we were starting to get into was the success of your business and the success of Jared's business in part being predicated upon your, your, your partnership, mm-hmm. the fact that you are teammates So something I'd really love to ask you about is how have you used your relationship as a growth vehicle for your businesses and for your wealth? Yeah, it's actually so cool how much has changed since we first met and first started dating. Like I said, I was in a pretty toxic relationship. And at that point I had started my first business. So I was about three years into my social media agency 
And the first two years, so much of my energy went into that toxic relationship. And I had like 30% left over to put into myself and my business. And looking back, I'm like, wow, that held me back in so many ways. And it's all perfect and happened exactly as it was meant to happen. But when I met Jared, we were both in a similar position of like kind of feeling lost in our careers in terms of like, okay, where do we go from here? I had built up my first business. I had been able to scale that successfully and was feeling so empty at the end of the day. Like I was numbing out with partying and Netflix and just bullshit. And similarly for him, he had reached this kind of comfort zone with his professional life and like, wasn't really reaching for more. Um, cause we both weren't really clear on what we wanted. And it was really through partnership. It was through each other that we really started pulling out these bigger questions of like, who am I and what do I want? And what are my desires and my preferences and what kind of community do we want to be a part of? What kind of home do we want to build? Like all of these questions started coming out through partnership. And from that point of that initial period of like, we're both kind of lost and numbing out and just trying to figure it all out. And we were super young. We went from, I transitioned into a whole new business And he ended up going from working in customer service at the business that he was working at to now he is part owner of the entire company. And in five years, incredible (laughs) in five years. And he just took an aggressive leadership Mm. approach to every role that he had. And he just, he's like solely responsible for like, 10xing the company. Wow. Damn. And he's so humble about it. Like it's not something oh, that yeah. ever comes up in conversation. He's super chill. Mm-mm. He's he's a dark horse. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, because and then for me, like similarly, like I was I was able to take all that energy that I had spent for years fighting with my partner. And wondering, like, are we okay? How do I make us okay? Not feeling good enough, feeling jealous. Like, I took all of that energy that was absent in my relationship with Jared and I poured it into building my business and building my brand. And yeah, now I'm running a multiple six figure coaching business. And a lot of that is because of the mental space and energetic availability I had from such a secure relationship. Beautiful. Okay. So I'm hearing that. And would you say outside of your drive and determination and, and focus, that was the number one key shift? I mean, there's so, there's so much that plays into this, this entire journey, but I, I really have to say, like, I really don't think that I would have been able to accelerate as quickly as I have without my partnership. Mm. And, and also like beyond business, like I probably could have made the money that I'm making and like built 
the business, especially with like everything I've invested into mentorship, that's like another really key piece of this. Um, but I, I wouldn't have the well-balanced lifestyle that I do. I think like a lot of women, I definitely have a tendency to overwork. And so being in partnership where we have such a clarified vision of like, here are agreements about what we want out of life, what's important to us, what are the priorities? Being in partnership keeps me in alignment with that, keeps me in integrity with that. In small ways and in big, you know, in small ways, I make sure that I prioritize a lot of quality time with Jared. And so that means getting off the computer and getting in real life with Jared and finding new ways to like connect and have fun together, whether sometimes we do like a monthly um, hobby together. So one month we made soups every Sunday night. We learned to make these different soups. And our next hobby we're going to do is uh, tennis. So every Sunday night, we're going to play tennis. It's so cute. Oh, my God. And then every day in the work day at 6 p.m., we go and walk the dogs. And so it's like little things like that, that really like infuse so much more intentionality and well-being into my life. And then on the larger scale, you know, we had this incredible vacation together to Park City at the beginning of this year. And it was just a total, total reset. And we really like mapped out the entire year. Like what, what do we want to happen this year? We're getting married this year. So, or in January of 2022. So we're really talked about like, what do we want the wedding experience to be like? Uh, we made a pre-kids bucket list because we want to start having kids in two years. And just being able to have that, that team member, like he's, he's on my team. And we're just doing life together and we're playing this game of life and we're growing and we're making mistakes and we're fucking it up and we're figuring it out, you know, and it's, it's so amazing to have someone to share that with. Yeah. Something that's coming through for me is that, you know, I think when people see couples or influencers on Instagram, it seems like there's no clear path from getting to zero to millions or zero to continual beachfront vacations or, you know, location agnostic work, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And what I'm hearing from you is that, sure, there are big moves that you all make in terms of where you invest, how you spend your time. But what is becoming clear is that you're having regular conversations. You're staying in touch about these things. Mm -hmm. You're looking at what's out of alignment and realigning. You're improving. You're seeing where something's not working, you're being with the fuck up, you're praising. So there's something I want to communicate, which, you know, wasn't clear to me before being in partnership with Ani is that it's just consistency. It's consistent connection, consistent intentionality in talking about where we see things, where we want things to be, what goals we have how we're tracking toward those goals. Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing that, that consistency from you. Yeah. I mean, we we're constantly talking about that. We're yeah. constantly talking about our big vision for our life and as it continues to unfold and it can be so annoying, but going back to like the calling forward piece, 
looking back at the the things that we wrote down at the beginning of the year and we'll ask each other like how is this coming along jerry committed to a daily writing practice like how's this going and he'll be like well it's going <laughs> missed a couple days and be like why do you think that is like really really holding each other accountable to what we say we want and also being open to like yeah i don't think that's important that's not of high value to me anymore and that shifted Right. Um, but yeah, now that we're even, I'm even seeing through this conversation, like, holy shit, we, we are constantly talking about the life that we're co-creating and manifesting. Yeah. And, I and think because that's... of that, like we, we have manifested a lot mm-hmm. of, of what we want. Because it's at the forefront of your mind. It is totally. always in sight. And it, as we talk about it, you know, when we give voice to something, it is because we have we've thought it into being. Mm -hmm. So, okay. We're going to take a left turn now because there are a couple more things that I want to get to in this episode. So two areas that are taboo to a lot of women, sex and money. Mm -hmm. I know we've spoken about some of, you know, I've spoken about some of mine and Ani's sexual rituals. I know you've mentioned them before, but this is a place where a lot of women are holding tension, money, Right. And you're, you're pretty transparent in talking about money. And I love that. I love when I come across a woman who's like, I love money. Money loves me. I love Mm -hmm. making money. I love investing money. I love using money to support others. Yeah. So I don't know quite where this question is going, but sex and money, take it where you want to take it based on (laughs) what you're seeing in your life, what turns you on, what you've overcome. Like, where is that, those, where are those two things for you? Okay. So sex and money are two things that I used to have a lot of guilt about. And that I I grew up with like heavy guilt around sex and money. Grew up in a Christian household where no sex before marriage was kind of like the encouragement. And even like my greater community went to Christian schools And so there was a lot of um, guilt around you don't talk about sex, you don't have sex until you're married. And even after you're married, like it doesn't sound that fun of what people are doing after they're married. (laughs) And then because when you have that guilt so heavily instilled when you're younger, it doesn't just go away magically when you get married. Right. And then with money, my, I come from a very privileged upbringing and a lot of like guilt because of that guilt that my parents have around that. And then that was kind of passed down to me of like, it's good to have money, but you should feel guilty for it. Yeah. Hide it. it. Don't show people that you have it. Yeah. Um, and to me, like both of those things is a lack of integrity right? Kind of bringing it full circle to the beginning of our conversation is like a lack of transparency, a lack of truth. And I think a lot of people avoid what they actually want when it comes to sex and money because of guilt, shame, all the programming that comes with it. So I think what feels most in integrity for me is to just own it, to just own it. Like, I want sex and I want money. Fuck yeah. 
<laughs> and those two things have brought so much expansion into my life, abundance in all the ways. And they definitely have a similar energy to them. Oh, totally. There's something about like, I can like feel it in my body. It's kind of hard to describe, but there's something with the energy of, of money that is like sensual, sexual, and it feels so good to just attract it, to create it, to cultivate it, to grow mm-hmm. it. And, and it's can be so fun. And it's the same with sex. Like I think for a lot of people, sex can feel heavy. It can feel crunchy. It can feel confusing. Um, and I think the more you claim your desires around it and own it, the more it becomes fun and sensual and playful and exciting and both things, an opportunity for growth and growth turns me on. Growth <laughs> As we know turns me on. So in both of those areas of my life, whenever I can grow my bank account, Whenever I can grow my mastery in the bedroom and my connection with Jaren, that's like such a win. That's yes. such a win. I love that. Okay. So you said own it. And that brings me to this last place I want to go, which is your it factor. This mm-hmm. is something you talk about all the time. This is the the core concept of, of your business is this it factor. Mm-hmm. And there's something about owning it. I'd love for you to just talk about what the it factor is, how as women we cultivate it, whether we're entrepreneurs or not, and what are the benefits of really being tuned in to your it factor? Mm-hmm. Yes, this is my favorite thing to talk about ever because I think why I'm so obsessed with helping people define their it factor is so many people have a difficult time seeing themselves clearly for a lot of different reasons, one of which is because they're afraid to really own it. They're afraid to own themselves. And the it factor process is all about getting really crystal clear on being able to articulate what makes you unique, what makes you stand out, and what you were really born to do, to say, to create. Because I believe that we each have a soul blueprint of we are coming to this earth for a specific reason. And no, it's not to, to be a coach. It's not to be, it's not even to be, it's not to be an artist. It's not to be a certain profession. Like we came to this earth for a purpose and we have a specific type of personality and way of being and uh, skill sets and strengths and tendencies. Like all of that is pretty clear with kids from a very young age. And things that, just, things that just come to us very naturally. And so what I've become really obsessed with is taking it back to those basics. Like when you're being your most authentic expressed self, what, is, what are those qualities that are so magnetic about you? And a lot of it is peeling back the programming that told you your natural essence is not okay is not enough. It's too much. It's if you shine too bright, it's going to trigger other people and make other people feel bad. Like that was a big story that I had for many, many years. And when I went back to the basics of like thinking of myself at 10 years old, and I would just like go to this fabric store 
and I would get all these, this like beautiful colored fabric and like wrap it around myself. And I just like walk around (laughs) with this fabric wrapped around myself. And I was so unapologetic, like a little bit sassy, definitely a know-it-all, definitely bossy, super expressed, super creative. This is like long red hair. And I just like think back to that little girl. And I was like, that is me. That when I, that is my it factor. Being unapologetically myself is my it factor. And it's actually come pretty naturally to me. And the the periods of life where I've shut that off have been the most difficult periods of my life. And so that what I help people do now is really go back into their personal story and analyze okay, what does my personal story and my life experiences show me about who I am? And how do I own that more in my business and my life in my relationships? And so that when you go out and people experience you, whether it's online or in person, they feel this resonance with you of like, wow, this is someone who's so comfortable in their own skin. And that is so refreshing because so many people are scared to do that. Yeah. I loved hearing this 10-year-old Taylor. I have a similar period of time when, I I don't know, I was probably like six to 12, and I would pretend to be a news anchor. And I would use like the old IBM microphone, and I would just record. And I would like, I would, you know, talk about the news or I would interview people. And there was just this gift for gab, like yeah. loved being in conversation, loved talking, loved asking questions. And again, there was this unapologetic nature about it. There was this creativity, yeah. this lightness. Flow too, right? You're yes. just flow. You're not questioning like, are people judging me? Is this okay? Right. <laughs> You're just like being yourself and doing your thing and doing the things that come most naturally to you, which mm-hmm. is so ironic because look at us now. What are you doing right now? <laughs> I know. It's so, isn't it so fascinating to be at that point where you come back full circle and you're like, oh shit, this is what, you know, this is what the universe was pointing to all along. Yes. This is what I was meant to be doing. Yes. People ask me often, how did you get into the work that you do? And I have precise moments along the way where I'm like, well, this happened and then this happened. But deep down, I'm like, I've always known. I have always known. And when, when this world found me again, I was like, I'm home. Yep. Yeah. There's something here. Yeah. And that's what I'm really passionate about is, is helping people to learn how to articulate that unconscious competence Mm. and articulate, like, here are my gifts. Here is my zone of genius, my strengths. Here's the energy that I just naturally emanate that has a natural organic impact on others. And how do we take that and use that to infuse into your professional life and into your personal life so that every aspect of your life becomes more you. Mm. Like when people walk into my house, they're like, oh my God, this house is so you. (laughs) There's a very clear sense of like who Taylor Lou is. Yeah. And it's because of all the work that I've done around this. Like I really dove deep into who is Taylor Lou? Like, who am I? And it's just, it, it's everywhere. It's infused everywhere. And that's what I want for everyone. I love that there, because there's such 
resonance and alignment in that. It feels good. It feels good to be like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Totally. To or yeah, it. I said that. Totally. Yes. To own it. This is me. And in and, and knowing, and I'll leave it here, but knowing that not everyone is going to be for you. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is going to resonate with you being your most you. Yeah. And the sooner you cut ties from that fear, the more free you will be. Mm. Yes. What a, a beautiful spot to wrap up. <laughs> My dear, I know that people will want to know how to find you and what you're offering these days. So can you share how people can connect with you? Yes. Instagram is my main place where I hang out. Taylor Lou coaching is my handle. I'd love to connect with you there. Send me a message. Let me know if anything stood out in this episode that you'd love to chat about more. And I also have a course, a mini course called the it factor method that takes people through my signature process of doing the deep dive into your personal story And then taking everything that you discover about yourself and putting it into something called your it factor statement, and then learning how to apply that specifically to your thought leadership. If you are um, an influencer, if you are a content creator or a business owner, this is an amazing course to really help you articulate what makes you unique, what makes you stand out, what's important to you. What is your message that your that your life experiences have particularly positioned you to talk about and to share about? Um, so that course and the beauty of this course is you can literally do it in like three days. So I have that on sale for $97, but for your audience, I would love to offer it for 30% off. So I'll send over that link that you can include in the show notes. And other than that, yeah, I'd love to hear from you and let me know if you have any questions. Love it. Thank you so much, my dear. For those listening, all of Taylor's information will be in the show notes along with the course and the discount code. Until next time, I'm wishing everyone so much love and good vibes. It was a pleasure being here with you today. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show and spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart-throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that www.leenoto.com. Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes.